Officer Frenone, you know, it's obviously been shocking to a lot of us, to a lot of Americans who agree. The vast majority, we should point out, agree January 6th was a terrible day. We believe what we saw with our eyes that day, either in person for many people or on television. But also this narrative that's taken hold in certain quarters among Trump supporters in particular, that it actually wasn't what we saw that day. That's the one side of it. The other side of it is you've had more than 1,200 people arrested, the head of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers going to jail for a very long time. More convictions to come. Prosecutors say they're only about halfway done with the people they want to find. So how do you feel three years on after January 6, 2021? I mean, when you mention all those investigations, um, you know, the Department of Justice undertaking and you know, prosecuting more than 1,200 Americans for their actions on January 6th. Uh, states now starting to debate um, uh, and make an effort to remove uh, Donald Trump from the ballot. Um, you know, all of those things, I, I think, are uh, a good start um, and necessary. Uh, I don't want to put too much stock into any one uh, institution. I think it's an all-hands-on-deck effort to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't assume the presidency in 2024. Uh, we all know what that's going to look like. He's told us as much. Um, but I also, uh, you know, I've got to point out some of the disappointments that I've had over the past three years. And that's, where is the outrage on behalf of the current administration? Um, you know, I give credit. Joe Biden has given some fiery speeches with regards to um, MAGA and uh, and its effort to overturn a free and fair election. Uh, but that's something that this country needs to hear every single day, specifically younger people, young voters. Hmm. Uh, when I go out and talk to them, uh, they seem completely uh, disillusioned with the political process. And I think a lot of the problems uh, that that president biden is dealing with now the image problems stem from being too soft um you know i feel like biden can be outraged he can express anger without coming across as unhinged like donald trump and i would like to see him um fight for our democracy with the same tenacity uh, that donald trump uh, fights to destroy it and you may hear some of that from the president today in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, as he kind of launches it, that side of the campaign, which is this idea of defending our democracy. And I know you uh, started off by saying you're surprised to <coughs> calling yourself a former Capitol Police officer. Um, you're also author of Standing My Ground, a book. Um, and we're keeping you on for a few more minutes because you have an announcement to make uh, right here on Morning Joe. What is it? Yeah, you know, so... It's so interesting, like this whole process that where January 6th has taken this country and has taken me personally. And um, one of the things that I've always said and tried to live by is a saying that says, until there's nothing that can be done, there's always something that can be done. And I feel like I've run my race with the Capitol Police and the last 15 plus years of public service um, in that capacity. So here right now, I'm here to announce my candidacy for Congress in Maryland's third district. And, um, you know, I, I just want to continue what a better what better way than a continue fighting um, for the people of 
Maryland um, for the people of the United States and to continue to defend democracy. Because I think on January 6th, it exposed, one, how weak and fragile that it is. And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it may sound scary, but we are one election away from the extinction of democracy as we know it. I mean, Donald Trump said it himself that he is ready to be a dictator. And, you know, a lot of his supporters will sit there and say, oh, he's just joking. But how many times has he said the things that we thought were jokes that he actually did and took them seriously? So right now I'm here to announce my candidacy to fight back and be able to push back against the people in Congress right now that I spent the last 15 years of my life protecting uh, and I want to serve as their equal, as their colleague. I want a voice at the table, and I'm ready to uh, for that challenge. I have a quarter of Americans believing the following. This is Richard Baum. He's 61-year-old. He's an independent voter from Texas. Yeah, he's Texas. It's, he's, we know where he's going to go. The people who went there, they expressed their views to support Trump, were peaceful. The government implants were the violent ones, the FBI, the police people who were put in there, the Antifa and BLM hired by George Soros. Everybody knows that, blah, 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 blah. I mean, the thing is, is that that sounds mad like madness to most people, sure. but that is the sign of a coalition that is absolutely solid yeah. behind Donald Trump, no matter what. Yeah, Biden's coalition isn't solid. You don't have anyone out there making mad statements like that on his behalf. How does he keep his very fractured coalition together? Well, look, I think Stuart raised a really good point, which is, and I, you did too, which is that Trump has got this, you know, 35 to 40 percent of the electorate that is with him, which means that, you know, President Biden has to work even, you know, that much harder to garner independence to really rebuild the coalition or even like build a new coalition compared to what we had in 2020. I mean, Hillary's coalition was different in 16 than Biden's. And so we'll see what it shapes out to be this, this time around. But again, I think when you look at the fact that, you know, Molly just said the economy is getting better, inflation's going down, um, you know, the, the, the job numbers have been outstanding. Uh, you combine that with the abortion issue. And again, with the fact that democracy is truly at stake in this election, it's truly under threat. Um, all of those issues, I do believe, as we get closer to the election, will start to really gel in the minds of voters. We haven't even really started the general election yet. Yes, President Biden's going to be the Democratic nominee. More than likely, Trump's going to be the Republican nominee. But it's not definitive yet. And you are seeing this in polling, too, where a lot of voters are saying, I'm not really tuned in yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to see who the Republican nominee is going to be. I mean, once that actually is, is a head-to-head -head with Biden-Trump, I think the contrast is going to become more clear. And I think the minds of voters are going to be more made up to you know, start to lean more into the, the good side of things, the pro-democracy, the pro-economy. Um, and it, as long as inflation keeps going down and interest mm. rates go down, I think that's going to make a big I difference. I love your optimism. Uh, the Valley Forge piece, Stuart, um, is significant because, of course, George Washington could have been a dictator. Um, the American uh, public at that time revered him and would have allowed him to serve as many terms as he wanted. We actually did have a president who served for life, FDR. He served four terms until he literally was deceased. And it was only after that that you had an amendment to the Constitution that limited the president to two terms. It was always a tradition. But it's a tradition that every president after, between George Washington and FDR, followed. Donald Trump is the first president to refuse to leave office, right? That's just a thing we haven't had before. But here's another thing we haven't had before. People who literally see something, well, maybe we have, and just actually say they didn't see it. Here is the percentage of Democrats who say that those who entered the Capitol were mostly violent. 77% of Democrats, I don't know about the other <laughs> nearly quarter of them. 18% of Republicans, only 54% of independents. We're in an age of unreality, Stuart. That's also what's different. What do you expect President Biden should do about it? And is there something he can say that might change that? 
Look, I don't think there's anything you can say to those people. They don't believe that Joe Biden is a legal president. You kind of have to wrap your mind around that construct. Um, so if, if you don't believe your president is a legal president, what can you say? Well, you know, I did a good job on inflation, but I'm illegal. Uh, these voters are unreachable. And I think it's really skewing the polls. If I was polling in this race, I would ask a screening question. Do you believe that Joe Biden won a free and fair election? And if you didn't, I would just toss you out of the poll because why test, test these people? There's nothing they yeah. can say to them. Um, you know, I think one of the great truths of campaigns is that if you want voters to care about an issue, the campaign has to care about it. Um, so I, I think it is tremendous that he's sort of kicking off this campaign. There'll be a lot of kickoffs to this campaign, but this is going to be one. Talking about democracy, the higher the stakes are in this race, I think the better Biden does. Um, the majority of Americans agree with Joe Biden on actually, you know, not just democracy, but on most of these issues from abortion to gun control to Ukraine. Um, Republicans are needing a minority vote to win. And that's, you know, a, certainly a possibility with our electoral college. But yeah. Biden is going to have to win this thing by about four points in the popular vote, probably, to win the electoral college. So, you know, I never was involved in a campaign where I sat around on election night waiting for the results and thought we started too soon. So I, I'm glad they're getting about the business of, uh, of drawing this contrast. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Saturday, 6 January in the year of our Lord, 2024. It's the third anniversary of one of the seminal events in, uh, in American uh, political history. Uh, that was uh, the uh, events around January 6th, but really the stolen election. Remember, elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Uh, we welcome you here today. We're going to have a special. Julie Kelly is going to be my uh, going to be my wingman. Um, and uh, but we've got Joe Hoff is also going to join. I think Joe Hoff is actually available now. Uh, let's get Joe in here. Joe, uh, I asked. Uh, I asked. Or Jim, I'm sorry, Jim. I, you know, I keep saying Joe is the brilliant one. Jim is the handsome one. The identical twins are the Hoffs. But 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 Hoff, here's the here's the thing. It gets back to the railhead of the stolen election, and then really the summer of love in 2020. You, your site, Gateway Pundit, and Julie Kelly, as an individual, and what she's been putting up across the board have really been the two. People, I would put Raheem Kassam in there. I would put uh, Darren Beatty in there at Revolver. But in a very small group of people have really spent and dedicated a big part of their professional careers over the last couple of years of telling the stories of what happened on J6 and really setting and resetting the narrative with this onslaught. And that's why we had the cold open at MSNBC. 
So we had the Valley Forge speech yesterday. Biden's determined that, you know, 60 percent of the country are domestic extremists. That would be this audience. Give me your perspective on on J6 uh, on the third anniversary. Uh, You've done more, like I said, than virtually anybody to work this, to to support the families, the individuals, but particularly to make sure that the American people knew the narrative. Thanks, Steve, and Happy New Year to you and Julie. I'm so glad that you're doing this today on January 6th. Um, It's it's hard to believe this was three years ago. Um, You know, Steve, I can tell you, uh, as far as with Gateway Pundit, I know when we put up articles about January 6th, even to this day, um, we still have an amazing amount of traffic. Um, People are very interested in this story. They're very interested in the truth. And I loved in your cold open, listening to these people talk, um, Joy Reid talking about uh, some poll that said 77% of Democrats believe, um, or they they believe that 77% of the people who went inside the U.S. Capitol were violent that day. Um, Obviously, that's not true. We've seen the video. These same people probably think that the QAnon shaman was violent. And we just put up new posts, a new video of the QAnon shaman outside reading Trump's tweet about being um, uh, peaceful and, t- and, then, and then telling people to go home. Uh, we, we saw him praying inside the Senate room. We saw him being escorted around the Capitol. There was no violence from the QAnon shaman, along with, uh, you know, I would say probably 80, 90 percent of those people who walked in the building. Um, so it's, it's just they're just convoluted. It's a fantasy they're living in. And, Steve, we, we have helped a lot of these um, protesters, these political prisoners, and that's exactly what they are. Um, I'm very proud to say that we uh, have raised uh, at least $2.6 million for the families through our readership, and, um, and I'm very proud of that. We still get calls. I get calls from the D.C. Gulag a uh, couple, two, three times a week still, and I'm very, you know, uh, I feel honored that we can help them because no one's telling their story, Steve. You, Julie, Lara Logan came out with an exceptional piece. Um, Catherine Engelbrecht came out this week with a timeline of January 6th, the events that happened that day. That was It's just an amazing film that just goes through the minutes of that day and what was happening. Um, so not a lot of people have, have uh, uh, researched this like you have, like we have, like Julie has, and others. The Epic Times have been incredible. Um, but um, there's there's an interest for this, and there's a thirst and a hunger for this news because, Steve, we're telling the truth, and uh, we, we all know that. Jim, just hang on for a second. Jim Hoff is going to stick with us. We got the Julie Kelly is going to join us, who's done dedicated her life over the last three years. This is the commemorations, the third anniversary of uh, January 6th, an event, the full political implications, cultural implications we have not felt yet in the United States of America. Short commercial break. Be back in a warm in a moment. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. 
Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. 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 War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Okay, Julie Kelly's going to join us here in a second. Um, I got to go. I want to go back to Hoff. Hoff, is today Insurrectionist Day or is it Patriots Day in in the mind of you and the Gateway Pundit, sir? Oh, I would call it Patriots Day, Steve. And uh, we put up a piece this morning from Mickey Witoff at the Gateway Pundit. Actually, it was on Friday, and um, she calls it Patriots Day. This is the mother of Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed that day. The officer, of course, still has his job. Um, I don't think they even did an interview with him, actually. I'm sure Julie has much more details on that. Um, but uh, she still goes out there every day. And she, uh, they, they go out there in the evening by the D.C. Gulag, the prison where a lot of these prisoners are still held three, days, three years later. It's un- unbelievable. And they sing the national anthem with these guys. And, uh, you know, talk about a patriot. That would be Mickey Witoff. And Nicole Reffitt, who uh, goes with her, and, and their, their band of uh, patriots who go out there every night. Uh, you mentioned that the uh, individual who uh, shot her in cold blood uh, is still has a job. Uh, last time I looked, uh, it's been over a year since the House turned to Republican and we've controlled it. Why, why has that individual not been investigated? Why, why have they not, uh, the investigation of this happened? Why does he still have a job? Yeah, it's unbelievable. He was actually promoted after this, and uh, they, they actually uh, held him uh, in a, a nice uh, hotel for a couple of months, I guess, after the, the uh, uh, Patriots Day, January 6th of 2021. And, um, it, but he's not the only one. We know uh, some other individuals, some other police officers uh, uh, who were involved in very violent um, actions that day. Um, they still have their jobs. We know the woman who was beating... Uh, Roseanne Boylan, as she laid on the Capitol steps, this never got any any major news, has never carried this except to lie about this story. Um, and, and this officer, uh, uh, Morris, was beating her with a stick uh, 20, 30 times. Um, this woman who's unconscious ended up dying that day, Roseanne Boylan. We've talked about it on your show, of course. Um, uh, nothing's happened to her. She went to Disney Disneyland afterwards. She was pictured with uh, Michael Fanone, who you just played earlier, who suddenly lost his uh, hillbilly accent. You know, he sounds like a distinguished, uh, you know, a member of the D.C. elites now. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, not, nothing has happened to any of these officers. I was glad to see this week, though, Stephen, we put this up at Gateway Pundit. Uh, Victoria White, who had the crap beat out of her, um, smashed in the face by this, this officer Bagshaw, you know, over and over and over that day. She got pushed in this west tunnel and of the Capitol and got beaten up and dragged through the Capitol in her socks. She's pressing charges uh, and she's demanding that Mike Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson, investigate uh, what happened uh, to with the police abuse that day. And then we also know that uh, 
this Derek Vargo, who was pushed off a two-story, 25-foot ledge, uh, was lucky to be alive. He's pressing charges against the officer who pushed him off the ledge that day. Uh, the officer didn't pull him over and arrest him. No, he pushed him off the ledge. This man could have died. He broke his ankle in a couple spots. He still has spine injuries. Um, he's suing now, and he's also uh, going after Mike Johnson, the speaker, to start an investigation of the police abuse. So uh, it's been three years. It's about time. And uh, good for these people to continue to fight for the truth. And, uh, you know, Julie has, has, has of course, uh, led, led the charge on this, along with Epic Times and others, as, as we've mentioned. But um, uh, th this is still, this is an oversteep. And, and we also know through uh, some documents that, uh, that um, Donald Trump released this week that there was a, a reason that everyone was out there. There's a reason that a million people can, you know, went out that day to support Donald Trump. And that is because of all the irregularities uh, of the 2020 election. No, no. So elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. We've seen that in our country in what 40 percent of the American people think Biden's illegitimate. That's MSNBC was whining about that at the top, including 70 percent of Republicans, which I think is incredibly low. But it's the independence number, which I think is in the 30s. Over a third of the proxy of the American people, that's independent voters, thinks Biden's illegitimate. That's never happened before in American history. Real quickly, Jim, because I know you got to go. Let's, I want to go back to the committee. Why, since they're going around the country using the J6 committee, it wasn't a real committee. You didn't have a ranking member. You didn't have minority counsel. They didn't get the, the information. They couldn't cross-examine the witnesses. Uh, this was a, uh, a complete farce. It's the reason that, uh, you know, people like Cassie Hutchison can sit up there and just perjure herself constantly and just lie about President Trump. Why has not Mike Johnson, we, we've been a huge advocate of this, they got to go in and just just totally take down the J6 committee and start over again. We the nation needs to get to the bottom of what happened on uh, three January, three November of 2020 must get to the bottom of it and it must get to the bottom of January 6th. We're not going to really be able to go forward and, and close these divisions until we get the facts and the truth out. So why is Johnson, who by stroke of a pen, can totally take away the January 6th committee, all these issues of the 14th Amendment, and really reconstitute the committee and let the Democrats have a ranking member, let the Democrats have a minority council, let them get all the evidence, let them cross-examine witnesses. And we do this like every major committee, uh, from the Pearl Harbor uh, Committee to the 9-11 Committee uh, to uh, Watergate to all of it, uh, the church committee, so it can actually act like the, the Congress is supposed to set up to do, sir. Yeah, that needs to happen, Steve, and it needs to happen soon. And I'm that, again, I'm glad that these individuals who were uh, brutalized that day are now uh, uh, have lawsuits against Mike Johnson to push him to do this. Something needs to happen. I'm not sure why he's hesitated. Um, I think that's where a lot of Republicans and Trump supporters continue to be just disappointed. I, that would be a, a you know uh, an easy way to say uh, that, they're, that we're actually furious with the fact that these Republicans go there and they don't represent us. And they need to uh, they they need to uh, get this going um, because we need this done this year. It can't be something that continues on to next year or the year after. 
Um, there's no guarantees that Republicans will <laughs> Jim, have Jim, the Jim, you know, Jim, you know, th- there's so many things they won't touch until we force them to, like the border, securing the border, cutting the spending. On this one, they're adamant. I mean, McCarthy told people, never mention January 6th. Never mention January 6th. He wouldn't give you money. He wouldn't support you. It's it's a it's omerta up there, is it not? with elected officials to talk about. And we got to get to the bottom of it. We need to find out the federal uh, law enforcement involvement in this. we got to know the intelligence community. We have to go back and find out how it actually happened. When Donald Trump, we have Cash Patel and others that, that will give testimony and have given testimony that Trump did everything he could. I had, uh, was it Chris, uh, uh, Chris Miller, who was the acting uh, uh, Department of Defense, off of his book, and I compared it to other books, and I said, hey, if what you're saying is true in your book, and I grilled him, I said, you've exonerated Donald J. Trump. This if this needs to come up. The country needs this. this. You want to start talking about healing, bringing the country together, reconciliation, and accountability. We need to do this, sir. What say you? Oh, absolutely, Steve. And you can tell from the clips that you played to open the show today uh, just how desperate and frightened these leftists are because they know that they're losing the narrative now. As more and more of the truth comes out, um, they're, they're, they're acting very desperate and angry, just rageful at the American public like they always do because we're not believing the BS that they, that, that they keep shoveling out uh, day after day. Um, and so uh, I, I, think, uh, I think we're on the right trajectory right now. I think it's finally, it's finally acceptable for Republicans to start talking about what actually happened that day. I know that ourselves, Gateway Pundit, we've been brutalized for this over the years, and yourself, Steve, and others, um, because we immediately came out and started asking questions and starting out putting out video and and, uh, interviews from people who were there that contradicted everything the mainstream media was saying. Um, But now I do believe it's safe for Republicans to come out. I see a lot of uh, Republican reporters and, and different news organizations that are conservative are finally starting to talk about some of this. And I think that's a good sign. I think now's the time to do it. And we have to get to the truth, as you have always said, Steve, and you've led the charge on this. So thank you. Well, no, I just, hey, trust me, I've got uh, Julie Kelly, uh, Jim Hofton, the Gateway Pundit, Darren Beatty, Raheem Kassam, uh, so many, just a handful. But you guys, and it's quite amazing, given the entire apparatus, and I want to add the Fox News apparatus in 90% of conservative media either would not touch it or, or drove the false narrative. What you guys did is heroic, and this is going to be looked at in years to come, just like the committees of correspondence in the, before the revolution of people that actually told the truth and got the truth out there. And the American people, that, remember, the one thing the American people have besides grit and uh, amazing determination is common sense. And they understand when they, they you know, they, they can weigh and measure when they're being spun, whether it's by the uh, British uh, British aristocracy or it's by the new aristocracy of the media aristocracy and the uniparty in this country. Where do people go for your coverage, uh, Jim Hoff? Yes, yeah, Steve, uh, they could go to The Gateway Pundit um, on our website. Of course, uh, we're, we're censored and blacklisted still in a number of places, as you know. But you know what, Steve? Our numbers continue to grow. We had our best year ever in 2023. We had 920 nine million page visits on our site, almost a billion. So we continue to grow despite all of this because um, we we want to report the truth and get the truth out to the American public. Um, You can also get us at Getter uh, X. um, 
uh, and uh, 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 True Social and, and Telegram. You're, you're amazing. By the way, every night at 8 o'clock, you have a great wrap-up news show. You go right to your site. It's just incredible. Uh, and it's not just Steve Bannon, who for years has said Hoft is the direct descendant of Andrew Breitbart. Now the Washington Post, the Jeff Bezos, Amazon, Washington Post backs me up, and they say he's the modern Andrew Breitbart. They didn't quite mean it as the compliment that the no. war room does, Jim, but no. you'll take it anyway, brother. You're fantastic. We'll I, got it. I may have to change this. Oh, the badger. I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn now. Is Jim the smart one and Joe the handsome one? I got to figure this out. The Hoff Brothers, Gateway Pundit. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Julie Kelly. On Patriots Day, she's one of the top patriots in our country. Dedicated her life to this story and setting things right. Next in the war room. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits, and it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that, without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone offers eligible only with the black friday promo code friday 76 this is a limited time offer join me make that switch today patriotmobile.com slash bannon that's patriotmobile.com slash bannon promo code friday 76 war room here's your host stephen k bannon Okay, I uh, really want to thank uh, Birch Gold. Normally we have Philip Patrick on, uh, as you know, for a couple of segments on Saturday so we can go through things. Philip uh, is tied up and can't make it. I'm going to walk through some of the capital markets uh, things later in the show. But I want to thank Birch Gold for, uh, for being our sponsors here at the War Room. Uh, for the folks out there that are watching today, uh, when you get a little downtime, you know, we've done here's remember at the War Room, we have sponsors and they help us build the show and grow the show and add more and more things to it. We we make a um, a commitment here. We want all of our content to be free and we want it to be ubiquitous and we want to meet you where we are. So we're on all kind of different RAVs got us on all kind of different streaming platforms. They got us on some satellites some cable, some direct, you know, the, the old fashioned, I think, low watt television, but all over the country. John Fredericks got us up on radio. Other people come to radio. We got the podcast. We're always the number, I don't know, two or three podcasts in the nation in politics and basically in back of Pod Save America, the Obama guys. 
Uh, but we try to meet you everywhere. We try to do it free. And our sponsors are, we owe it to our sponsors. We'll never have a paywall because we're a populist and we, it's most important to get this information out and get it broadly. So uh, make sure you sp- go and check out. We never ask you to go actually buy something. We just send you to the site because we believe with our sponsors, it's compelling enough that you'll make the decision when that time is correct. But make sure you go to birchgold.com. Gold is up, I think, 13%. Remember, we don't give personal financial advice. We try to set the macro uh, table so you can understand how hedge funds work when they go through macro and then they make their own decisions. you got to make your own. Uh, gold was up, though, 13%. I think it's up 20% since we first started with Birch Gold years ago. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon uh, today. Also, Warpath Coffee. We've got to get you jacked up early in the morning. This dark roast coffee is uh, is my favorite. But of course, they got a whole, they got mild roast breakfast blends, all of it. Warpath.coffee slash roar. Make sure you get War Room in there and you get your discounts. Um, I love my dark roast. You can check that out. We've taken the acid out to the degree it can be taken out. I think you will love, if you never tried dark roast because it's too bitter, try the uh, Mariner's Blend. It's very subtle. It's got the skull and cost bones on the front. Also, yesterday, the beef liver. This Remember, most of my production team here is very in the distribution folks. The business are quite young. You've seen Natalie and Mo and Grace and others. But we've got a very young staff here. Uh, sacred Human, the grass-fed beef liver. Toss away those synthetic multivitamins. This is the greatest concentration of really uh, nutrients out there. you got what vitamin A, vitamin B12, uh, vitamin D, all of it. And it's uh, what this does is is really helps your body's metabolic rate uh, for your immune system, for your brain, for your brain. Yes, your brain and your heart. Go check it out today. Uh, that is uh, Sacred Human Health, new website. Put uh, promo code WORM in, you get a big discount. Make sure you go to Sacred Human Health for the Sacred Human product line. Beef liver, start with that. Julie Kelly, I got a question to ask you. I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years. It's been extraordinary. And have you ever dedicated, because I don't think a lot of people know the dedication you've had to this. You've been, if it had not been for you and your reporting and sitting through court cases and in courtrooms and tracking down uh, the people that actually were involved in, in all this over the last three years, we would not be here where we are today with people having a full understanding and having a tectonic plate shift which is why we did the cold open. The, the mainstream media, with all their resources, billions and billions of dollars, have not done the job you, you have. Just for our audience's sake, have you ever dedicated anything for three? Because I've known you now for over three years, and you are on this story 24-7. Have you ever in your life dedicated three years of your life just to one topic? No, not to one topic. Nothing close to this. I mean, the only thing I've dedicated my life to, obviously, moms out there can relate, is uh, raising my two daughters and stepping away from my career in politics to raise my two daughters, be a full uh, full time stay at home mom, which leads me to it's just to hear you say that and, you know, to consider this is three years already. uh, You know, it's just amazing how life works. And. I was blessed and lucky to have the flexibility and the resources and the time and the support, especially from my family, my husband and my daughters and a lot of friends um, to be able to do what what I did and really dedicate, you know, nonstop uh, to to telling the stories of what was happening to these people and cover covering what was happening in the courts when no one else really was. So. I know it sounds weird, but I feel really lucky and blessed to have had this point in my life and the uh, the availability and the ability to do so 
um, to, to get uh, the, the facts and the truth out to the American people. And I want to thank you, Steve, because you've been such a huge part of this. Um, you know, I talked to a Washington Post reporter yesterday who's writing a story about how the J6 narrative has so dramatically shift, shifted in the public. And of course, I credited you and others for helping bring my work to a broader to the broader public. Um, and so, you know, they never thought this was going to happen, Steve. I was talking to my friend Lee Smith a couple of weeks ago. They really thought they had the insurrection narrative nailed down. They really didn't think that anyone would come forward and challenge the lies that they were telling, the narrative that they were shaping, and most importantly, this abusive retaliatory criminal prosecution of Americans. They really thought no one would do it. And I'm not patting myself on the back because I didn't do it by myself. If it wasn't for platforms like you, and certainly Tucker was instrumental, um, Darren, ba Darren yeah. Beatty and the others that you mentioned, um, you know, we, we would still be suffering under the uh, idea that this was uh, an well, insurrection that tried to overthrow the government. The reason we just have, you know, we had Jim to kind of tee it up, but uh, we're our, we only have we're not even a guest. She's a co-host today is Julie Kelly. I'm going to have other people associate with J6, some of the parent, you know, families raising money, some of the actual participants throughout the mm -hmm. week because we're going to do this because this narrative. But. We needed to really dedicate this show to you because, yeah, Tucker and I have easy jobs. We basically cut the mic on. We have great production teams, and we put Julie Kelly on who does all the work, right? This is the point. When you started this, why did you – we're going to get into details about it later, but in this first segment, when you started, did you understand this would be historical or what you're doing? Or what drove you to it? Was there something odd at the beginning you realized that this is not right and in delving into it? You found out it wasn't more right. I mean, what was that motive force that actually got you to do it? Because now we're here three years later. The narrative is shifting radically. The Washington Post is even covering. You saw the long faces on MSNBC. But when you first started, everybody ran for the hills. Uh, they did. I, I just go back to that day three years ago. I was in my place in Florida. My two best friends were there. Uh, you know, we were watching what was happening and I just didn't have the same reaction that people were having. Even on our side, you know, they were going nuts that, you know, how dare they do this? This is like war. This is horrible. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, come on. I, I mean, when Jacob Chansley was photographed in the Senate, I tweeted out, I'd rather have him running the country than basically anybody else who's in Washington right now. So I just didn't have the same reaction. And it felt off to me. It just felt so off. So then um, really, I go back to the first article that I wrote about a political prisoner was Cooey Griffin, the founder for Cowboys for Trump. And I was reading about him and how a judge in Washington had denied his release denied bond for him, he was charged with two misdemeanors. So my very first article about a political prisoner, and that was the headline, was February 4th of 2021. Also at the same time, Steve, I was following the lies about the death of Brian Sicknick. And the New York Times posting that story on January 8th, 2021, where they said Brian Sicknick was bludgeoned to death by a fire extinguisher. And I thought, well, there's videos and photographs plastered all over social media. I haven't seen anything. Certainly, if a Capitol Police officer was bludgeoned to death, we would have seen it. So I started tracking that as well. And then, of course, they ended up, um, you know, retracting that story 
uh, a couple weeks after his heroic burial. Um, so that really got it. But but I think I'll skip to March of 2021. I opened what's called a pacer. But, 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 but hang on, but hang on, hang on, hang, hang, hang on, hang on. I want to just step with Sitnik, and maybe we'll talk about this later. Yes. When you say they've retracted it, only slightly. I mean, you watch him. We monitor, remember, CNN, MSNBC, BBC all the time. If you watch them, they're slipping in it all the time. I mean, you'll have guests on that said, you know, Brian Sitnik, who was bludgeoned to death. So right. you've proved him wrong, and that has shifted, right, and, and Darren Beatty and, and Raheem, et cetera. So we know the facts, and it's, it's definitely stopped. But they, on because this, this is a psyop for them. This is a psyop where they're never really going to ever admit they had it wrong. They're not going to admit it. And that's why I keep saying J6 has got to be thrown out. We need a platform to adjudicate this, both the stealing of the election and J6. And and let the Democrats have minority counsel. Let Democrats be able to look at the evidence. Let Democrats cross-examine witnesses. I have no problem with any of that because I know what the truth is, and I know what the evidence that you've turned up, uh, what it's going to show. And that's why the Democrats are going to fight this tooth and nail, ma'am. That's exactly right. Because, again, with the Sicknick story, they thought everybody would buy that hook, line, and sinker, and they didn't. And you had a couple journalists. I was one of them. Um, Tucker helped cover it at the time. I know Darren covered it as well, uh, that this story just didn't add up. So, but, but they had to shift because they knew that four people died on January 6th, right? They, they knew that four Trump supporters died. It was already getting some coverage, especially the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. The media was desperate to, sh- to change that storyline quickly. And so they did. And Capitol Police at the time, including former chief Steve Sund, helped them do that by peddling this lie that D- Brian Sicknick had died as a result of injuries. Well, the New York Times was the one who accelerated that by saying he was bludgeoned to death. So this quickly shifted away from how did four Trump supporters die on January 6th? What were the circumstances the fatal shooting, of course, of Ashley Babbitt, then that sucked all the media attention away from the death, really murder of at least three Trump supporters at the hands of police that day. So then it flipped the script. Trump supporters killed a police officer. Well, of course, none of it was true. Um, so I think those were the things looking back now, what what caught my attention and, uh, and you know, propelled my reporting at that early stage was these lies. That when were when out. was lies? When was the moment? <laughs> excuse me. Over the last three years, when was the moment that you realized that hey, I can actually, if I keep at this, I can actually turn this thing around and get the American people to really understand what's going on? Was there a moment over the last three years? I know you started, you could see it, but because it was so overwhelming, people have to remember it was so overwhelming. Night after night after night, this is what they're going to bludgeon Trump. The Trump movement, MAGA, they were never to re- we were never returned to the nation's capital and politics. At the war room, everybody left. We had we had the, right there at the Breitbart Embassy. They had for the for two months or three months, they had, you know, 100 up armored uh, National Guard guys, a couple of up armored Humvees. The pl- whole place was Bob wire, the Supreme Court, the Capitol. It looked like a city under siege. Just the, the optics to show you what was the moment as we go to break when you knew, hey, I can do this. I, I wish I could point to a moment, but I think um, I have to say also we should talk about what happened in the Whitmer FedNAP and covering that at the same time. I think that really put my mind around the fact that there's really something sinister that happened here and we are going to get the truth. And that's what I would tell J6 defendants who had no one else to really turn to except me and my editor at the time, American Greatness, 
flooded with outreach from J6 defendants, people being arrested. And I remember just telling them, we are going to get the truth out. It's going to happen quicker than what happened in Russiagate, which also the truth that eventually came out. But we are going to make sure that that the truth uh, is revealed. And so I'm glad at least that wasn't an empty promise to those people. Okay, Julie Kelly, uh, today's your day. We're going to take a short break. We're going to start playing clips. Have you tell us, walk us through the story. Short commercial break. Uh, Julie Kelly is with us on a Saturday morning. It is the uh, commemoration of uh, 6th January. Still a little early in the morning for you, particularly on the West Coast, maybe mountain time. Get some uh, get some Warpath coffee. Warpath.coffee. Promo code WARROOM to get a big discount. Let's get jacked up like, we're here, like we are here in the War Room because we get up hours before dawn to put this show together with the our ever crack staff back in a moment with julie kelly we rejoice when there's no more. tax network usa is pure war room for solving your irs tax problems if you owe back taxes COVID was your lucky break tax court shut down the irs paused and you skated well baby that party is over the irs is adding twenty thousand enforcement agents basically tax cops Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax. Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It's the commemoration of J6. Uh, Julie, is this Insurrectionist Day or is it Patriot Day? Um, definitely there. I mean, I would go along a little bit with Patriot Day, but um, I, I think I'll refer to it as Inside Job Day. And that's why I see the media melting down. Whoa. Because they know that <laughs> that the, the, the clothes are coming off the J6 Emperor very quickly. So I'm going to call it Inside Job Day. Let's talk. I, I want to get to the inside job, and I want to start in Michigan. I know this has upset you. When I, you first briefed me on the story before we had you on the first time, as I normally do, I go, I said, Julie, no, that's impossible. That couldn't happen. No, Julie, <laughs> that's impossible. That couldn't happen. No, Julie, that's impossible. It couldn't happen. It turned out it all happened. 
Walk people through the predicate, the preamble to J6. So I think uh, I always go back to the Whitmer Fednapping hoax, and I need to credit BuzzFeed because their investigative report that dropped in July of 2021 exposed this huge FBI entrapment operation. At least as many FBI informants as defendants or targets, as I call them. In addition to that, you had handling agents, you had supervising agents, you had FBI undercover agents all run into this sting operation to make it look like white supremacist militiamen loyal to Donald Trump had planned to kidnap and kill Gretchen Whitmer. So after BuzzFeed dropped that report, I started following it. I know others did, including Darren Beatty. So I also, in addition to covering the J6 trials at the time, not trials hearings, I, as I said, I had that, that legal website account where I could pull up the filings. But because it was COVID, I could also listen into all the J6 hearings in Washington. I also then started covering Whitmer. So as I'm pulling up the defense motion filings, just blown away at what these defense attorneys are finding out about all the FBI assets who stitched this group together, organized all of the events, captured all of the evidence as these guys are drunk and stoned, whatever, and concocted this plot. So you have these two things happening at the same time. Well, there's no way the FBI is conducting this huge operation for Whitmer that involved multiple FBI field offices. Christopher A. certainly knew about it, but had nothing to do with January 6th. And I will credit Darren Beatty because he is the one that reported, first discovered, that Stephen D'Antuano, the head of the Detroit FBI field office during the Whitmer caper, was promoted by Chris Ray three months before January 6th to take over the Washington FBI field office. That, to me and others, was the huge linchpin that sort of tied the two and the very real possibility of FBI and other government assets um, provoking and then engaged in inciting the events of January 6th. So I've got a bit, big piece up on Real Clear Investigations for people who want sort of an overview of what happened. And this just truly just scratches the surface of this, what happened there. Um, but also those are on appeal in the federal and state courts. So the Whitmer caper is not over. Uh, the FBI entrapment scheme is not over. Um, and I expect those appeals to move forward this year as well. Okay. Here's one thing I have to have you explain to people because, you know, MAGA is a ton of veterans or parents of active duty service members. We're a big law and order crowd. All of us were raised, uh, to respect the police of many, many law enforcement and first responders and veterans of those in our audience are, are people that have been parents of it or had their parents be it. What is most difficult about this story is what institutions that used to be considered the good guys. How did this so quickly go to the to, to be not just bad guys, but demonic? The one thing that struck me in this entire thing, they are demonic when they come to this, this topic of J6 about what they do, they'll tear up the law. They will uh, they will do anything to prosecute and persecute people. How did that happen? I'm not really sure how that happened. Um, it, it, it's an interesting question because I ask myself that, you know, um, I'm not from a law enforcement family. I respect law enforcement, but I've always sort of had a skeptical eye towards them and also prosecutors for things that I covered when I worked in politics decades ago in, uh, in Illinois. But aside from that, um, 
I think because they got away with so much during the first war on terror. And then you've got to go back to Crossfire Hurricane, Steve, when no one was punished for what happened there. Uh, it was a big green light to Chris Ray and the FBI and agents and offices across the country that this is the way that this agency should and could be weaponized. And look, I've explained to people, and it's in my book, when the first war on terror started to fall apart and dissipate, you had this huge apparatus, very costly employees, you know, tens of thousands of people involved in the military. You can't just all of a sudden say, well, we won, so we're going to shut this down. They needed a way to redirect all of that authority, all of those resources, the money, the people involved. So then what happens? Christopher Ray makes up this story in 2019 that uh, domestic violent extremists, i.e. Trump supporters, uh, pose as big of a threat as foreign terror cells like ISIS and al-Qaeda. So that was completely fabricated. So what did the FBI then do? They made up the Whitmer Fednapping hoax. They made up elements of January 6th. They ran informants into the Proud Boys. They ran informants into the Oath Keepers. In the Whitmer case, keep in mind, the FBI made up a militia group, the 3% Patriot Group. They made it up. Their lead FBI informant, Dan Chappell, swore in the guy from the vacuum repair shop, Adam Fox, as the head of the FBI made up militia. Dan Chappell, the FBI informant, took an oath as a commanding officer in the FBI's made-up militia. So these are all the little stitches that tie this together. What also happened in Whitmer, April 2020, the storming of the Lansing Capitol in Michigan. Uh, same optics. You know what I learned when I was covering the trial, the federal trial for the Whitmer fednapping hoax? Um, Dan Chappell told his FBI handler, that all these armed protesters were outside the building, the FBI told the Michigan State Police to stand down, let the protesters, some of whom were armed because that's allowed in Michigan, into the building, photographers and reporters inside, capturing the very same images and optics we would see eight months later. Uh, so in many regard, in many aspects, and Darren Beatty has covered this too, was a dress rehearsal for January 6th. Same players, same playbook, same pattern. Um, so I think without Whitmer as the backdrop, it would be hard to really believe, to your point, and the right to wow. believe that the law enforcement community was capable okay. of doing it. Let's take a short break. Julie Kelly is going to be on the side. We've got some a very disturbing press conference the other day. This is a fight, a monumental fight, a fight that we can win and we must win. But more importantly, right now, we are winning next in the war room. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. 
Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 